Before we begin, we have a favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please help us spread the word about the show. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Another way is to tell a fellow art teacher. Either way, it helps others find the show. The Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast has a lot of information regarding teaching art, not just for tab teachers, but for anyone who is looking to further their understanding of children in a choice-based classroom. This show is about finding new ways to engage children and help them find their voice through visual arts. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast. My name is Clark Freilich, and today I have a very special show. This past month was the 7th annual Tabstock event in beautiful Three Oaks, Michigan. The weather was perfect, except for a little rain one evening, and we were full capacity for camping. The vibe was great, with a mix of first-timers and seasoned vets. It was a first for many things. This year, we expanded the event to four days. We had our first annual Tab Dazzle, where participants could share their art. I was so impressed by so many talented people. And we had a very special guest, one of the founders of Tab, no other than Miss Kathy Douglas. It was an amazing experience to have her present and to share her expertise and stories. It was truly a special occasion. And to honor this event, I decided to bring along a microphone to record the genesis of Tab. Let me apologize for the sound quality. Recording outdoors was a little challenging. And so, without further ado, let me play that recording for you right now. We're just, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, you you meet somebody and you know your life will never be the same again. And that's how I feel about Kathy Douglas. Um, I went to see her in Minneapolis. I don't know what year that would have been. In the hallway. Yeah, in a hallway. I heard her speak um, and my mind was blown, as many of you have had a similar experience of hearing somebody. Um, and I was like so starstruck and I'm like, she wrote the book, right? And, With and a lot I, of help. Like, I, I, I had so many questions and I really wanted to connect and I accosted her in the hallway in the NAEA um, right outside her because everyone's trying to get to her. And she was like, oh, well, let's go have lunch together. And I was like, oh. I don't know if you remember that, but we had lunch together that day and, um, and just... Her humility, her her kindness, her willingness to share um, has been a model for me that I take. I try to emulate in my life, in all different aspects of my life. And I, um, through the years, we've become friends and roommates, and mm-hmm. um, really share this passion. And um, feel so blessed to call you my mentor and my friend. Oh, and um, you know, we're here because of her. I mean, that's, that's, and there are other people as well, I know, and you'll talk about mm-hmm. those people, but that's pretty amazing to think. We would not be connected to each other and have our professional lives and the satisfaction and the joy and all the children's lives that we um, are able to impact um, because of your work and because of your courage and because of your 
being who you are and connecting to the people you did who brought this to life. So, with that being said, <laughs> um, Kathy's going to tell us a little bit about the history of how TAB came to be. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, and I have not prepared for this except that I ta have talked about it over the years many times. And it was a lot of changes in, in path. You know, we can all make plans, particularly when we're still teenagers, this is what I'm going to do. And then we look to our families for, you know, what's, what's the big deal in the family. And my family was a scientist family. And my father was a researcher and um, he did a lot of work for the government and so on. And in my household, um, we had to be quiet because daddy was working and daddy working would be him sitting and thinking. So that was, that was my upbringing. And so I was really interested in, I lived in Florida, marine biology. And I got to go to a, a science summer at a local uh, marine lab and got to work with um, the shark lady and the woman who ended up being the head of NOAA. And so there, it was these amazing women mentors. And we went out and we caught sharks and did all kinds of stuff. And I also drew what my, my job that summer was to make a catalog and I had to find all the crabs in that part of Florida and put the poor things into formaldehyde and then with a crow quill pen draw it to scale and exactly. And I loved doing that. That was fun. So I spent the summer doing that. And it's still there at the lab because labs have those catalogs. But I started listening to my two mentors, who was Jeannie Clark and um, her, the Noah woman, who I've forgotten. And I looked around, and the only the people with master's degrees got to wash the test tubes. So if you really wanted to be the marine scientist, you had to get a doctorate. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm like, I am so not going to school that long. So forget it. I'm done. Um, and I ended up at uh, University of Maryland because my grandmothers were there. And I missed my grandmothers. So that's, how about that as a way to choose your college? You know? So it's all so random. And randomness, I guess, can work. So I went, I went back up to, to Maryland and hung out with my grandmothers a lot. And um, I couldn't get the major that I wanted. I could go on and on. It's boring. But um, I ended up partway through saying I wanted to um, be an elementary art teacher because I'd never heard of such a thing. <laughs> and my, I hadn't really had any art classes, so I was just a doodler. And I thought, well, I could never do high school because they're all better than I am. But I could probably manage the, the little bitty ones. So I took an extra semester or two, and I got that degree and got out of school and got the one job that was available. But it was a county system, so it was like 120 art teachers. And I got the school that nobody else would go to because the three principals were nuts literally nuts. And I uh, had a car and I t went around from place to place. I think it was about 2,400 kids. And, um, you know, I was a kid. I had a ball. 
I love the kids. I'm like, well, this is fun. And I can remember, you know, getting the stuff out of my car and getting yelled at by one of the crazy principals. But I remember thinking, now let's see if, and I could only bring one thing a week, you know, into my cart. But I thought, okay, so I'm bringing paint today. But if I've chosen the paint and I tell the kids what they have to paint, I think I didn't leave anything for them. I can remember thinking that. And I'm like, well, maybe I should, you know, not do that. So I would bring the one medium and I would show them a few things and then let her rip, you know. <laughs> and so that, that, was, that was fine. And then I stupidly got married, really <laughs> stupidly. Ah! Um, <laughs> and so that meant leaving the job that I loved. And, you know, I ended up in uh, Waukegan. And then I, we ended up in Newport. And I had no teaching, no teaching, no teaching. But when that finally ended, I found a job in um, a little town in Massachusetts that, you know, had four little schools, and that was the whole district, and I got the job. And I was replacing uh, the music and the art teacher who were both fired in their tenure year. Mm -hmm. And the principal introduced me as the new babysitter. <gasps> and uh, I, you know, Kathy Douglas, she's the new babysitter. And I remember thinking, okay. <laughs> Is this how it is? And it, it was, there were almost a thousand kids in the school. And um, it was the largest primary school on the East Coast at the time. And um, there was so many classes and the principal didn't believe, there was no planning time in the contract. So if there was a couple of empty spaces, I had to take one of the classes second a second time because he didn't believe that you know any teachers should be sitting and not teaching <laughs> so that year was wild and every minute or so I would almost be fired because and, and in Maryland I worked for the county I never wrote a lesson plan if if I was out they just didn't have art so there were no sub plans and luckily um, this teacher at the um, intermediate school wanted to get more hours because that was a small school. So he came down two days a week and taught with me there. And we also went up to the high school and taught a class of kids that they had no, no place to send these kids. This was the bottom of the pit. And a couple of them, one of them left and was jailed for murder while we were there. But so we did that. And and work together and he was a practicing artist and one of the things he would look at me getting out my projects and he'd say Kathy what the expletive are these projects just teach them how to paint and I was like oh am I supposed to do that and so that was David Fraser and um, he called me up one night and he said you know my wife and I and you and your husband we all need money in the summer. So there's a storefront in East Bridgewater that's empty. And we're going to rent that storefront. And we'll set it all up. So and he had this whole chart he had 
put together. He said, you know, so we could, we could still do the clay and I'll bring a bunch of uh, wood and we'll let them do some building and then we'll let them do some painting and drawing. So basically he described a tab studio. I sat there like, I can't do that. What? What is this? I, this is this is nuts. I can't do this. I was terrified. And then what did he do? He got ad admitted to uh, University of New Mexico painting department, which was the best. And he left. And I'm like, I went up to the administration and I said, you know, what if I did a, a summer camp in my classroom? And they were like, okay, here's a stipend, do that. Well. I did just what he said, because it was not my idea. And I still tell him, you changed the world, David <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> and, and Clyde found a wonderful video of him now. He's been the head of uh, painting at Rhode Island School of Design. And he's just brilliant. And I would say, you, you changed the world. And he said, I have no memory of that. So <laughs> that's as far as it goes. So it was so much fun. and. I brought that into my teaching practice, and it was a hot mess at first, and I had a different principal now who was overwhelmed with this giant school and was just glad that I wasn't killing the kids. <laughs> so I had a lot of time to grow and get my sea legs, and nobody paid any attention to me at all. And I totally see these are the gifts that I had that none of you guys have. So what you have done to start something like this in a school is 10,000 times harder than what I did. Um, the things that are part of TAB, you know, the five-minute demo was for many years I had 35 minutes for a class and there'd be another class on their way in. So I realized that the most important thing was the making time. And so I managed to, and I, I talk here, it's like I could, your ears are all going to be bleeding, like the people who had dinner with me last night, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I realized that I had to bring everything down to what is the very least you could say. What is the least you could say to get these kids to be interested enough to maybe try it? And so that was where the five-minute demo went. And I, you know, I would just pare it way down. And, you know, like I was saying last night, the, uh, the demo for the first collage for people who've never done it is um, sometimes I would say texture, edges, colors, and then um, search, you know, get a bunch of stuff, arrange it rearrange it, rearrange it again, and then glue it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Those are the directions. And I had a sign that basically said that. And I would use the signage because when I would do my five minutes, some of the kids had to read it. Some of the kids had to hear it. Some of the kids had to see me doing it. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, I used to watch Julia Child and how is she doing that with her <laughs> hands? without and, and making it fast. So that, that was how all that happened. And it stuck with me. And then the, after everything in my studio, the kids had had a stand-up. There was everything in the studio was, had been introduced that way, one thing at a time, one a week, another week, another week. And um, those things stayed forever. 
I would say to the first the first week of the drawing one, which was all entry level materials. You don't need to have any fancy materials. You know, an artist can have a, a number two pencil and do the whole world with it. So it, you don't have to go to these wackadoodle things that are really complicated. You you would never have to do it if you didn't want to. But um, I would say to them toward the end of the first experience was. If, if any of you really like drawing, because we talked about different kinds of drawing, um, if you give me a really good cleanup, if you see over there, there's a, a shelf that has some signs, and that's the drawing center. And if you take good care of it, starting to, you know, that will be here for the rest of the time you are in the school. It will always be there, and you will always be able to use it if that's what you want. And if we have a good cleanup today, I will have a grand opening of a second choice. And some classes struggled over the years. And I say, man, you, you guys have almost got it, but we'll do, we'll do this same center again, and I bet cleanup is going to go like that. Mm -hmm. And so they had, they had this feeling that they had to earn it by their behavior and by their work. And so eventually, you know, I would go around the room and a lot of people who were, were telling me what they originally started, it was just the basic centers, which, you know, painting, some collage, definitely 3D, and, um, <laughs> um, you know, the, the, just very basics. Mm -hmm. and, and then many, many more. I ended up with like 14 choices because, you know, why not? So, um, and, and definitely always one uh, 3D thing. And I could talk about the 3D kids forever. So that was, that was how it happened. I didn't um, really open the centers properly. I just kept having them have these experiences. So my, my room, um, I used to say it looked like Filene ba Filene's basement in Boston when they're giving away all the dresses, you know, everybody just, and that was how my room looked like. And I went and visited Pauline Joseph, who um, John Crow and I met at a, we went to this conference and Pauline showed up because he had said, anybody doing anything weird with elementary teaching, come, come to our presentation. It was our first presentation. And Pauline showed up with albums of pictures because she had known people from the British infant school. She lived in Newton, Massachusetts. And um, that was like a hotbed of all the VIP art teachers. And um, she also worked for the guy that wrote Open Education in the American Schools. I've lost all my proper nouns. But he was her principal, and he said, yeah, you want to do this? I'll help you set it up. So it got set up in one weekend, a complete choice studio. And so she came and said, oh, my God, I feel like I've just met two people that think the way I do, because nobody else in Newton wanted anything to do with it. So anyway, it was the three of us, and we decided to start a, a professional group, and we called it, you know, because we were hippies the whole art partnership. <laughs> and we were going to do a newsletter. We were going to be write a book. And, you know, a lot of coffee we had. And so 
And of course, one of my friends says, How's, how deep is the hole? So we were like, no, this is not going to work. So anyway, eventually later, um, a social friend um, of mine's job was branding things. And, and he made a, a documentary in my room, which you can see on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he and I talked about and the, the, the documentary he made was managing for the creative spirit, because he worked with adults. And I said, oh, how about t teaching for the creative spirit? And he says, yeah, why don't you use that? You can have it. And then I went and talked to Pauline, and she said, creative is too mushy. <laughs> so it was behavior. And of course, you can't, you, the four, because he was like, you, when you're a manager, you, ha you can't do the creative stuff. You have to set up something for it, which is exactly what you all do. And so this is getting very long, but and th that's where it came from. So we changed it to teaching for artistic behavior, and then we mentioned it to Diane, and she said, oh, and you can use TAB for the... So it was, that was how it was all made, and, and now you've got these T-shirts and, <laughs> and crazy rooms and so on. So that's how it happened, and we started going to conferences, and um, I was only allowed to go to conferences from my little little district if I was presenting, because otherwise they wouldn't let me go. No one in my district had ever been to a national conference, not even the ones in. And they had said, well, if somebody writes a book, um, you get a, a year's credit on your salary schedule, and you know, by the time I did that, I was retired, but nobody had written a book. It was just like, I used to say I was like a Galapagos turtle, because the district had no ties with anything else other than this tiny little Massachusetts town. Mm -hmm. and, and so I evolved differently than if I was and totally missed DBAE. I had a maternity leave and I came back and I was like, I don't even understand this. And if my principal finds out about it, I'm dead because I don't understand it <laughs> and I can't do it. And I'm like reading the books and I, I was terrified. And um, yeah, they, by that time I had another principal who, and I had his kids and he loved it. He didn't understand it, but he loved it. And he would buy me stuff. And so I was, I was set. So that was how that happened. The other, t the other two, they closed one more school, so there was three schools in the town. The other two teachers hated my guts, <laughs> absolutely detested me, because the kids would go. They would say, oh, yeah, we're going to go up, and Mr. X, you know, he, he just makes us all do the same thing. And it's all paper, pencil. They never got to paint at middle school. Mm. And then in high school, it was, you know, uh, one of my former students, who is now a practicing artist and has a grandchild, um, had the high school art teacher, and she was painting, and the teacher came and said, I, I don't like that blue. You need to change that blue. So Ma Amanda, who's very spicy, took the canvas and said, you finish it, and she walked away. Yeah, I tell that story everywhere. I love this woman so much. So, so that was my, the working conditions. And so this was created in part because of 
crazy working conditions and you don't have time. You don't have time to set up the materials. So you have to teach the kids to set up the materials. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the paint center, starting in first grade, they learned the big fat rules on how they set up their paints. And there was no other way to do it. I was so bossy about it. And they had a menu. And they had little menus so that they could take the menu and set up exactly as they had to. And then at cleanup, they had to do it backwards. And so they would clean up temper paint without ever turning on the water at the sink. And for a, a, a lunchtime chat, I can tell you how that worked. So it was all desperate stuff. It wasn't because I even knew this was the way to go. And of course, then when it started working, it worked beautifully. And um, I loved it. And I kept getting better. And um, I kept tweaking because it was never just right. And I left unexpectedly and didn't come back. Um, it was in my retirement year, but I wasn't ready. And so um, I just missed it so much, but um, I, didn't, I didn't really get to say goodbye. I didn't have closure. And most of the materials that I had accumulated over the years in that room, um, a lot of them went in the dumpster, you know, because eventually, and, and the, per the, the people who have taught, one person came in, oh, um, Ellen Gaspardi, mm -hmm. who was a tab teacher, and she was there for two years, and then she got a better job back where she had come from, and um, no more, no more of that. It was like uh, you pull your, your hand out of a bucket of water, and there's no sign of it. And um, yeah, never. No, this 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 community as a whole doesn't really know how famous they are. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess that's kind of where I am. And um, well, you've left your mark in the rest of the world. Oh yeah, and it was all just a mistake. You know, I was going to be a scientist, <laughs> and I got married. If I hadn't gotten married, which that was 24 and a half years, I really tried. Um, <laughs> I have a spectacular daughter um, who keeps me on my toes because she's 50% her dad, and <laughs> I love her, and she has two beautiful, um, my granddaughters, who I let her raise now and then, <laughs> and um, um, I ended up with the love of my life thereafter, who was a musician and a chemist and on the spectrum and fabulous, fabulous. And so all of this had to happen for my wonderful life. And I, I miss Carl, but he's always here going, are you really going to do that? So, <laughs> so that's all good. Oh, oh, absolutely. I, and I looked on my classroom as like a, a, a science project mm -hmm. because I would sit there and watch the kids because, you know, you have a lot of time once you're going that, to just see what's happening. And um, one of the things I did was I kept observing the kids who would come into my room who just were on a roll. And I made a list over time, just watching them, um, of what they did that made them function so well. And it turned out to be seven things. And some years later, one of my best friends uh -huh. did a beautiful graphic for it. And you've probably seen the, 
the basic things. And you, you, you added I can, because everybody's had to do I cans, and have an idea, um, gather the things that you need, resources and tools, materials, um, explore the idea, and the little parentheses is including starting over, um, getting confused, you know, and even deciding that, you know, they're never going to do it again because that's all part of it. Mistakes, mistakes. The, la the next one is to know when it's finished. That is the most controversial thing on the list. Because again, a kid would come to me and say, I'm done. And when I was a beginner, I'd go, oh, well, how about this? And how about that? No, no, no. They know when they're done. And done might mean I'll come back to it in six months. Or it might mean I want to throw this away. Um, and I would try to say, well, just put it in your folder. Because, you know. Um, and, but that, and there were times I would think, oh, does she would just work this? No, you don't do it. <laughs> so um, know when it's finished. Um, put away tools, materials, media properly. Um, reflect and or share what has happened and then s decide what's next. Nowhere does it say art. So if when I plan a garden, I do those steps. Um, if I have a dinner party, you know, you got to get that stuff together and the resources, and then you got to clean the damn stuff up, you know. <laughs> um, but and that and and so, or if you you were working in a corporate team, and you got a big project coming, so I think it's it's very very cool, and you made it so that everybody can have it and and see it and remember it, and um, so. So that is something that I'm really pleased with. And that I Oh no. And my school changed. I really loved the big kids because they and some of you have realized this, the kids that have done it for a while, they they're just like, Yeah, we're fine, Mrs. Douglas, you know. Go get a coffee. <laughs> we got this. And, you know, then the first graders would come in every year, and I'd think, oh, my God, i got to start from scratch. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know that I couldn't wait for them to grow up. But the school for just building issues is now pre-pre-K, pre-K, K, 1, and 2. The upperclassmen are seven years old. I couldn't do that. That's not my, my best um, stuff, so... <laughs> I wouldn't have survived that. And I think there's diaper changing. And <laughs> Not my contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have that too? Had it one year. Yeah. And they're like, you might need to change diapers. I'm like, man, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and I'll write it up, but it's it's on YouTube. It's Catherine two 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 eight, and um, one of the the videos is called the shipyard, and the other one is um, uh, <laughs> managing the manager. managing. Um, 
for the, the creative spirit. Yeah, managing for the creative spirit, I think. And one is like 23 minutes and the other is like six minutes. Awesome. So. Kathy, would you mind sharing what years all of this was happening? Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. Let's bit. see. Um, oh, oh, and the Knowledge Loom came out because I had a friend, and that's how I met this guy. Um, it was the Department of Education, and we were chosen, because she's a friend of mine, um, to be the best practice in art education. So we, we spent a lot of time making that content. And um, when it was published, I got every, every state or art ed organization, and I sent them information about this. So this would have been 2000, 2001, I think, or no, maybe before that. Yeah, yeah. 1999, I think. 1999, all right. It's actually still online with no updates. You can find it. But um, so I sent, and the only response I got was something from you. And I had the videos, you know, VHS. I had many copies. And I said, oh, if you send me 20 bucks, I'll mail it to you. And I mailed it to him. And, um, and then eventually it got put up on um, NAEA. And that was the first time anybody paid any attention to it. So yeah, 1999. And then, yeah, and I met, I met, um, I met John and uh, then Pauline. Um, I was still married, so it would have been like 1993, maybe something like that. Yeah. So, anything else that doesn't make sense? <laughs> I just talk and talk, and I think, what did I just say? You're at Tabstock, so the man, you know. Is that okay? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> yeah. But You're not in Kansas anymore. No. <laughs> That, uh, that's where my suitcase is, actually. <laughs> I just have to, I just, one more time. As of this morning, it's still not in uh, South Bend. Oh, no. Yeah. So just get used to me. It's I'm kind of ro rolling with it now, you know? That's how we roll it. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm going to just stay just like I am. <laughs> so this is, this is just so much fun. And I love it. And. All of my mentors, yeah, so I had, yeah, I had David Fraser, who refuses to even acknowledge it. Um, then I had John Crow, who is, he's the artist who can't not make art. I can easily not make art. And I'm more likely to be a writer that I must, I can't, I can't not write, which is, you get to see too much of it. But, um, yeah, so he was my next person and sitting by him in an airplane going to the first NAEA I ever went to and he makes these little tiny things and he cuts cuts the tag board for it and he layers them and he keeps working on them working on them working on them and so he has a little thing he would wear around his neck that would hold those cards and then he would have one or two tools so he's on the airplane and I'm sitting there looking out the window. Oh my God, I'm going to get thrown somewhere. 
and he's and I'm watching him and he's just working he doesn't even know he's on an airplane <laughs> and then as as he he keeps going back and layering more and layering more and layering more and one one time I think it was at the Institute he sorted the, these cards and he says this one's young in other words it only has one or two layers and then he he would put them down and then he'd say oh these two are finished you know so I have some wonderful of his artwork and so talk about a um, a mentor he introduced me to Peter London I'll write that name down if you don't know him and I got to he says he's going to speak at a conference so go see him he'll he'll change your life so I went and it, listening to him talk it was the first time that I thought that what I was doing was okay. Because again, I was still like, if somebody figures out I don't know DBEA, I'm going to be fired. <laughs> so uh, his, the book that he wrote that everybody should own is No, no More Secondhand Art. <laughs> and he's retired now. And I got to study with him. I took courses from him. And... Uh, finally got him to come to my classroom and he was a little puzzled by little bitty kids work but he said well it has verb and dare verb and daring <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you you're a good teacher of adults but you got to have that book <laughs> and then the next thing that came along oh John Crow gave me this yellow book and it was called in, um, encouraging Encouraging Creativity in Art Lessons mm -hmm. by George Zacali. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is this? Well, I started with my highlighter, and the entire book is highlighted. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, John Crow and Pauline and I were given a grant to give a conference for the entire Boston Public Schools Art Department. And so I wrote a handwritten letter with little drawings all around it to Dr. <laughs> Zakelli in University of Kentucky. And would you come and we will, you know, pay you and everything. So he came and we had not met him at all. And he's just amazing, has the most amazing life story of any human that I know. And he came up and gave a great talk. And um, yeah, and, and What's my time limit? Can you just cut me off? <laughs> no, no, no. When's your flight leave? <laughs> uh, remember, I get home Tuesday at 3 a.m. Don't get me started. Maybe when I get to um, the, the stop, I can just pick up my suitcase there. <laughs> anyway, um, so where was I going with this? I forget. But... Um, Oh, yeah, so John, I was not a public speaker at that point, imagine. And so um, John Crow gets up to introduce me to, and I had to introduce George C. Kelly. And so John gets up, and, and his wife is there, and one of his children is there, and he's just this delightful human. And John said, well, Kathy Douglas has had a huge crush on George C. Kelly forever. <laughs> And I'm like, and of course his wife was like, are you kidding me? And then I had to introduce him. <laughs> so, so that was fun.
And years later, I went down to university, because we became very close friends, obviously, and went down to University of Kentucky and stayed with his family, and it was great. And I had to do this big speech, and um, he introduced me and said, don't let this leave the room, but Kathy and I have quite a thing going on. <laughs> so that's the kind of person he is, and he's lovely, 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 and they've just done a um, um, storytellers with him, mm -hmm. and oh, that nice. I think will be up the next week, and he is one of my very best friends, and... Um, so there's another mentor. And then all these people showed up in my life. And I left I left elementary teaching in April 2007. And so all the things that people do now weren't even happening. You know, studio habits had not even been pr published yet, mm -hmm. the big ones. And so, you know, I, I can't do the things you do. I can, I can, you know, do the really simple stuff for little kids. And that I, you know, I, I'm very pleased about that. It worked for me. Won't work for everybody because I never had to write a report card, which was nice because when you have 960 kids. Oh, and I got down to like. 670. And you guys in elementary, you're like, yeah, big deal. I've got more than that. I, I get it. Beer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of you with those insane schedules don't have uh, a principal who's so new to this giant school that he doesn't even know you're alive or she doesn't know you're alive, you know. So I totally, I don't have a lot of this. I, I could write my own curriculum because nobody else cared about it. And I did, I did what I wanted and I did when I wanted it. And um, so I know that you don't have that. But um, so you'll, you'll make it yours. It won't be like mine. And it won't be like Clyde's. And it won't be like Julie's. It, you know, and that's the best thing about it is... Who are you as a person? And, you know, I, if it got messy, I had to learn to not be so messy and not be so scattered. Um, but if you, if you need it really neat, then you do it. And if you need to keep, keep score of what the kids have done, you have to do it, do it. And if you don't have to do it, don't, you know, so. <laughs> Um, and if you're, if it needs to be quiet, there's good ways to do that. I used to play like chill out music. Like I had this, these were records. Can you imagine? <laughs> I had a record player in my room. Um, it was reggae music. So it was like, and they would hear it as the transition into my room from being, having a big fight out on the playground. You know, that transition was so important and I would meet them in the room and that, Reiki music would be playing very softly and it would like bring a lot of people down if the music was and I played music softly all all during the class partly for me and if a kid said I don't like that I would turn it off but they got used to it and it was either really good jazz or um, I liked 
zydeco music, like Cajun music. Mm -hmm. That was cleanup music. And um, there would be just a little bit of um, classical music that was easy going. It was all music the kids had never <coughs> heard. So, so that, would, that worked for me. And, and, and getting them that transition from, and sometimes the meanest teacher in the school, they've just left, you know. So I think the transition for me was really important and the letting them get to, uh, the, the last three minutes of class would be, there were various ways for people to reflect and share. And I had three minutes. So there was, you know, I can talk about that two at a time. That's not now. But, um, and, and so that the teachers could see, because half the teachers in my school were like, huh? And the other half were like, yeah, you know. So it's, that's always going to be the case. And like I say, the rest of the art department wanted me dead. So, um, but, and you, you may be the only tab teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and and never ever for one second stop advocating and doing um, PR. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you you've got to do that, and so anything in the hallway was annotated, and lots of pictures everywhere. And if the school committee, the other art teachers, oh, we got to go to school committee, and I'd go, yay, I'm there, and I'd bring a couple of kids, and mm -hmm. you just you just have to sell it because people don't. They, yeah. and Peter London once said, um, the citizens in our towns um, had bad experiences in their art classes mm -hmm. when they were children, and they don't want to pay for it now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, so. So anyway, um, I belong to you at some point pretty soon, I think. Uh -huh. <laughs> you may have said, I've heard all this. I'm going to go listen to something else. <laughs> but anyway, so you're my mentors. And I learn from you guys every day. And you're all um, heroic art educators, every single one of you, for one reason or another. So thank you. We're just... Oh. <laughs> we were just so excited this year. She's been having an eye on tab stock for years and saying she's going to get here one year. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she she signed up just like you guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden we're we're getting a message from because I think I think I'm going to come this year. And we're like, oh, oh, come. Julie said it's about time you came. <laughs> and I'm like, well. Maybe. Because, yeah. you know, during COVID, I have this beautiful place to live with an acre of land and people, nice neighbors. And I was very happy being a recluse, which is really, and I'm really struggling to get back and going places. So this, this is my therapy. So, and she chose to come here. So hopefully we've created a safe and comfortable space. American Airlines is yep. going to lose me as a customer, and but otherwise it's been perfect. And you know, this, this, this saves me. I mean, if, if you don't mind, you know, no deodorant and, you know, all this different stuff, I just stay like this. If anywhere you can be like that, it's here. Yeah, yeah. So no it worries. is true. <laughs> no worries. Right. So we just uh, appreciate her generosity. Some of you have already had 
wonderful conversations with her. Um, so we just really appreciate your generosity and joining us this year. Oh, well, thanks a lot. I'm having fun. <laughs>